0: Hey guys, before we get started with the podcast today, I just wanted to quickly jump in your ears and talk to you about Nordic Naturals Cod Liver Oil. Reason being, they reached out and asked if we'd like to talk to you about that on the podcast. And I said, you know what? Yes, we would. Because here at the JCN Clinic, we use a lot of Nordic Naturals Cod Liver Oil it flies off the shelf. It's hard to keep it in stock and that's because their product is next to none. As far as purity, we love it. It's got a really great dose of EPA and DHA oils, um, really high in omega three. And we particularly love the boosted Arctic D, which is also providing extra vitamin D, which you would even find naturally in cod liver oil. Um, The one that we use has got a really good lemon taste, easy to take. Personally, I am using this in a mega dose at the moment because I've just broken my wrist, as you'll hear about today in the podcast. Um, and I'm using that for its really strong anti-inflammatory properties and also because it's got that vitamin D in there for my bone health um, and also the vitamin A is also going to be really helpful for modulating and helping my immune system heal. So, That is just one of the reasons why we love this product. Um, I'm hoping that it's going to help my wrist heal. um, And I know it's a product that we'll continue to use in the clinic because we love it. Okay, on with the show. You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. very
1: late JCN Podcast. Oh,
0: we're so sorry. We're sorry guys. We know we're really overdue yeah, but no. I guess we're here later yeah. rather than never. Rather
1: than never. it's always a positive. <laughs>
0: That's it. But welcome to the <laughs> JCN Podcast Show.
1: Welcome. I'm Jessica. I'm Carissa. <laughs> and we're Manica's on a Monday.
0: <laughs> we're recording on a Monday which is interesting isn't <laughs> so it? Interesting. Usually you get us at the end of the week so. The start of the week now. this week's
1: not much, not much different. <laughs> Usually I
0: feel like on a Monday would be a lot more succinct but yeah. today could be a little bit um interesting yeah I am coming to you with a broken wrist clean bloody snap and I'm not on any meds right now but I have been taking endone every night so it might um, be a little bit left over
1: that, um Instagram story, like I know that what's happened is awful, but I was just laughing at your Instagram story because I was like, she's so off her face right now. <laughs> I didn't think
0: I was until no. you wrote that, and I was like, Ooh, I gosh.
1: think because I'm so used to you. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. Yeah, like I know, and then I, you were just like, I could just tell, like you were just like <laughs> slow and like, so this has happened, and I was like, and she's off her face. <laughs> you didn't see
0: me on the Oscars. <laughs> to Damien that when they, just the thought of it when they um how they had this big tourniquet on me when mm. they were like basically numbing out the whole arm to reset it mm. and I had my eyes shut while they were holding my arm out and then pulling on my wrist and putting it back into shape oh, God. Just, he was sitting there Damien I think why does a ghost watching and then the girl was feeding me like they Deadened the whole arm with mm-hmm. whatever drugs I put in yep. and then I could still feel it so she was feeding me nos just straight she had this tube in my mouth and I was just like oh it's not working like I'd feel a little bit of a tunnel but yeah. I was like it's just not helping but then when I in reflection look back I think when I had my eyes shut I and then I opened them I thought that the doctor still was pulling my hand ah. and he was running on the spot Like in my head, that's what he was doing. And then I opened my eyes.
1: I'm so straight right now.
0: (laughs) And then later on the next day, I was like, oh, hang on. I don't think you were straight because you thought the doctor was running up and down on the spot, pulling your arm.
1: Well, the first thought I had when Damien sent me the photo of you in the hospital, like on Friday night, was my first thought was how the freak are they going to crack that back into place, no. that bone? That was my first thought. I just had these images of someone like hitting your hand. Yeah. Oh god! Oh yeah, yeah, we don't
0: even want to know. No. yeah, no.
1: Yeah. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> let's leave that.
0: <laughs> so we are speaking today about a really interesting topic, actually. I don't yeah. know why we haven't gone there before, yeah. but maybe because there's heaps of topics heaps to of discuss, So yeah. we're talking all about calories, yeah. um, and it was actually spurred by some social. comments on social media. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I did a post about, my, my, I guess the post I did was more fueled by um, just... The obsession with women and weight loss around calories and then how defeating it is for them when they're, you know, balancing their macros and living on these calorie restricted diets, um, trying to lose weight and not losing weight and the crippling emotional stuff that is attached with that. So obviously I've done this, you know, heat of the moment post, (laughs) which usually most of my heartfelt posts are just in the heat of the moment of, okay, I just need to say blah about this because I'm seeing so much of it in the clinic um, and it breaks my heart sitting on the other side of the desk and, you know, just, you know. So anyway, so the post was about how, you know, calories – there's so much more to health and wellness and calorie counting and weight loss and there's so many other things to consider. And I probably could have worded it differently, definitely, but there was then some comments that I didn't see because I was away on social media and that I didn't get a chance to respond to. And then obviously... Some follow on um, stories <laughs> on social media that weren't very nice. But anyway, I didn't really get a chance to defend myself, and I've asked them to remove it. But anyway, so we're but, just going to talk about yeah. calories and what we're, and just debunk why calories are part of the equation when it comes yeah. to weight loss. But when we're looking at overall health and wellness, and even weight loss to a degree, there are other compounding influencing factors that need to be considered uh-huh. um, when we're looking at weight loss, weight gain, health, vitality. Or Mm -hmm. the jazz.
0: And I think that's really important to stipulate, which is what I think, like with what you were saying in your post, um, was about, like as an underlying strong message is that, yeah, calories, of course, are part of the parcel that come along when it comes to weight gain weight loss energy expenditure within the body but they are part of the story and we're looking at Mm. like um as always a bio individualized approach and we see in clinic on a daily basis the effects of where calories come in and play a role um, and where other factors come in and, and are really, really important too. Yeah. Sometimes calories, um, for some people, are the most important part of the yeah, equation, and, and other times yeah, not, right?
1: Honestly, like I could have worded my social media yeah. post at the beginning a little bit different to reflect yeah. this, but now I'm not <laughs> changing it on principle. I'm just going to make to on a podcast about it. <laughs> but I think what we do want to
0: debunk is that, um, I needed a pillow for my I know, arm. I
1: know.
0: <laughs> I just rested like a baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, what we do want to debunk is that calories aren't the main message or the the main um, tier of the pyramid yeah. when it comes to uh, dealing with weight. And I yeah. think um, from some of the comments that um, you did receive, that's what worries me is that when I went in and had a look at those accounts that um, they were – postulating that essentially calories are the the number one most important factor when it Mm. comes to controlling weight. Um, There were some studies that they were referring to that were very, very, very old Mm. when I went back and had a look um, and a lot of the research to date, which we will talk a bit about because I know that they were interested in research. Yeah, which is great. Like we'll talk about biochemistry and um, dealing with people in a nutritional educated manner
1: yeah exactly exactly so where do we start I know, i'm
0: actually i'm turning <laughs> yeah. my head like this to re- right <laughs> upside down. read your side. a
1: lovely little five minute before we do a podcast scatter of notes and things that we make sure we cover i wrote mine on uh, my
0: phone because i can't write materialized yeah, on the show yeah,
1: oh god <laughs> i like my little chewed up energy ball that I'm halfway through. I'm like, can I eat that and talk at the same time on the podcast?
0: So I think what we've already sort of just brushed <laughs> on, but yeah, calories are only part of the equation when so, it comes to weight loss. So when we talk about calories, often I think what people think most is about um, energy in, energy out. So if I eat A, B and C, then I need to do A, B and, and C to get, D. get rid, <laughs> yeah, to equal D. So if I eat that croissant, then I need to run for 45 minutes on the treadmill to burn the amount of calories that that croissant Mm. had, Um, which certainly from a science biochemistry point of view in some regards, Mm. obviously does make sense. But what we want to talk about is why that is not the only factor. Um, And we also want to talk about um, the difference between if you ate that croissant worth X amount of calories versus if you ate, a meal of whole foods that equaled the same amount of calories, mm-hmm. why running on the treadmill for that amount of time would come through with some different results, yeah. Maths-wise, yeah. <laughs> I, was trying I to think, think a really yeah. cool equation yeah. there. The maths, yeah. and my brain just was like tumbleweed. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to math, I'm like.
1: Well, then we have this.
0: I saw Solis triangle. I don't know if some reason that's <laughs> long division. We had this conversation the Make some really cool joke day, about like...
1: long division. <laughs> We well, had yeah, this conversation the other day like, you were like, why are we not good at math?" I'm like, it's because we're, we're good at science. Like, <laughs> But I think the important thing here and what we're trying to highlight too is that theoretically if you just look at the body like a mathematical equation in terms of energy in it equals energy out for weight loss, weight gain, all mm-hmm. of that kind of jazz, then it makes sense that if, if it was that freaking simple, calories in and um, the energy expenditure – all of that, it would just be so simple to lose and gain weight. Uh-huh. But I think it, it can be that simple. And for some people, it honestly is that simple. Uh-huh. Um, and that's great for those people like yep. the people that can just go to the gym work out their macros do their calories calories over the course of the day work out how much they want to lose pop it into my fitness pal or have a personal mm. trainer do it for them and honestly they lose weight or they gain muscle and everything just works synergistically mm-hmm. with that mathematical you know wrong computer screen <laughs> yeah. with you know and that and that's bloody great for some people it does work like that you know for the well-oiled machines oh they're of our the,
0: favorite clients yeah for they? the well-oiled
1: machines of this world that's that's great but then you We do get, like, obviously, and we do see a biased percentage of the population because most of our clients have got chronic health issues, yeah, you know, or are on their way to chronic health issues or are completely in the full-fledged swing of chronic health issues <laughs> by the time we see them. And this is where when it comes to these people, it's so much more complicated than yep. a mathematical equation because this is where biochemistry really plays a role and bioindividuality really dictates wow. how people respond to treatment and it is just not as simple. Yep. And these people, a it's not even sometimes for weight loss, but it's just like there's so much more going on and it's so much more complex than yes. just, you know, okay, well, if you eat this amount, and you train this amount, you'll get X result. It just doesn't yeah. work for them. They've bloody tried it yeah. and it's and they've been told by doctors and told by personal trainers and told by endocrinologists that they just need to eat less or they yeah. just need to – and it's not the case because they've done it and it's not freaking mm. working. So this is where we start looking at all these other compounding factors where calories still play a role, yes, mm. and they need to be considered, but there's so much more to what's yeah. going on when it comes to maintaining a healthy weight for X individuals. Mm.
0: So let's talk about some of those specifics, I guess, from a, a metabolic point of view. So what we <laughs> is like sneakily eating a cookie <laughs> at the moment. So what we're talking about is not just, you know, one thing. We're talking about a plethora of different sorts of health conditions mm. that can start to come into play. And sometimes I think people don't even realise it going on, but as you guys probably know, the first thing we're going to bring up is digestion. Mm -hmm. So essentially when you are consuming your food and your body is functioning well, then you will like burn that food off um, and expend it probably as that person we're talking about before that goes to gym and has a great response from just eating and exercising uh, and burning everything effectively. But if we're dealing with issues around digestion, mm-hmm. um, we're going to be seeing food consumed and not being broken down as effectively. Creating we're going, going to have inflammation, <laughs> which is always going to cause a knock-on effect. We're going to have slowed absorption. We're going to potentially be dealing with sluggish bowel movement, which mm-hmm. means things are going to be absorbed a little slower. We're going to have... Increased toxicity in the body and increased pressure on the liver. So often what we'll see here is with this inflammation and increased sluggishness in the system that everything is a lot slower metabolically. Yep. You're you're not processing. Oh, can I can't use my hands no, I like know. I usually talk <laughs> you with. Know, well you guys can see I'm
1: like eh. <laughs> she's got this one little flipper <laughs> that she can use. It's like your lucky fin.
0: So the cogs aren't turning really nicely. Everything's mm. a bit jammed up. And we see this in clinic all the time. We'll see people not being able to shift weight. We clean up their gut and they shift weight really well. And nothing has changed. If anything, they're often eating more. Eating,
1: Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Often they, they are eating more and better yeah. quality food. But the the difference is, is you can take two people eating the exact same thing and if one – you know, from a gut perspective, has a really well-functioning gut there, you know, um, officially, efficiently, efficiently breaking down their nutrients and absorbing them, uh-huh. you know, efficiently clearing out their toxins, healthy bowel motions and all of that, that person will respond really well to, uh-huh. a, you know, a calorie-modulated diet, uh-huh. even if they're not even thinking about calories, but just eating well and exercising yeah. and getting the results they want in terms of weight loss, muscle gain, weight gain, whatever their, uh-huh. whatever their goal is. You take the person right beside them that is metabolically Um, or gastrointestinal challenged (laughs) you know and they've got for whatever reason for whatever reason dysbiotic gut so they've got you know bacterial and yeast imbalances underlying inflammatory processes they're eating foods that don't agree with them they're you know they've got they've got loose bowels or they're constipated so the levels of toxicity and inflammation in that gut and that body is is so different to the person beside them that doesn't Mm -hmm. have those issues they will not lose weight the same way, or gain weight, or get the same results until those issues are dealt with. Mm-hmm. So exactly, yeah. And
0: you, they will not be feeding their cellular processes in the same no. way, which like is if, obviously talking, like as you're saying about absorption factors. Like to to produce quality energy, we need all of those right <laughs> like vitamins right and minerals energy. to fuel mm. the Krebs cycle to keep those mm. energy systems functioning effectively. Mm. You know, we we think about other really important players in our metabolism like our thyroid, which we'll talk a bit about. Like if we're not absorbing the right nutrients Mm. to fuel our thyroid to function effectively, to help support our metabolism, Mm. you know, it's just like a cascade of knock-on effects. Absolutely. That would, you know, for me, obviously, (laughs) Mm. as always for us, you know, that underlying factor of gut is going to have a profound effect. Bloody huge Um, one. And we do do see that over and over again in the clinic in relation to weight, whether it be weight gain or weight loss, no matter what people are eating. We've seen people on ridiculously low calorie um, calorie intake and they're not shifting anything and then the other end of the scale, haven't we?
1: Yeah, and I think that's a really important one to highlight because I've had so many clients sit in front of me that have just reduced their calories, reduced their calories, increased their energy expenditure, increased Mm. their energy expenditure to the point where, you know, like they're eating between 9 to 1,200 calories, 900 to twelve nine 900 to 1,200 <laughs> nine calories, <Yeah. laughs> I eat air. <her. laughs> you know, 1,200 calories a day. And their energy expenditure, just even in terms of what they're doing at the gym, let alone, you know, what they're doing on a day-to-day basis, running around with kids and all of that mm. kind of stuff, doesn't even take into consideration the mental output. Like, mm. I think people really think about energy expenditure in in terms of what you just do at the gym and what you do day to day and try and balance that out with calories. Like there's so much more going on behind the scenes. Like mental energy expenditure is so I don't think you can really measure that. Yeah, we hyperfunction, no. <laughs> but it's just like you can. We've seen it so many times where people are on these calorie restricted diets, like, yeah. and they tailor that down so much in a bid to lose weight, mm. and they get told by you know um, doctors, specialists, and all of that, well, you just need to eat less, or you're not sticking to the diet and you're having sneaky, mm. sneaky snacks, and these mm, people which is terrible, which is terrible, and these people are not. It's because mm. biochemically shit's not right for them, yeah. so therefore that simple mathematical equation that should work mm. is not going to work or doesn't work for you
0: yeah. so oh god I, it breaks my heart too when I see uh. those clients and they come in and they'll tell you that whether it's a a doctor or their personal trainer is second or guessing ending. them about their yeah. food, and they're yeah. just like, I'm doing everything, and it's just not happening for yeah. me. And they're like, Well, you must be eating something, you must be
1: sneaking food, you must in be somewhere. like getting
0: up in the middle of the night and like feeding your face in yeah, the fridge It's yeah. just
1: like, horrible, it's awful. And the thing is, this is like the social media that I post that I did actually came from one of those mm. comments. So I had, I actually had a couple of clients in that week that had, had that exact thing happened to them like yeah. where an endocrinologist did question one of them like they were getting hormone stuff worked on but they really wanted to lose weight and the endocrinologist yeah. was like well you're just obviously eating too much and this woman was on oh my god like pre eats a quarter of what i eat in a day yeah. you know and is doing f45 training and yeah. <clears throat> all that stuff and then the second one was a gorgeous young girl who's you know like. Um, just out of high school and is counting every calorie that she eats in a bid to lose weight and it's just – and it's wrecking her life. It's like, Stalin, you've got so much more to look forward Mm. to in your life right now. Like, you're young, you're gorgeous. Like, you shouldn't be sitting here being debilitated by calories and Mm. numbers on a scale. Like, it's just – anyway. Yeah, it
0: is. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, and
1: then being told by a personal trainer that she just needs to eat less. It's like, far out. I know. Anyway. Yeah. This is not a dig at PTs, by the way. We do (laughs) love our PTs. It's just like, obviously, you know, this is what we see, so –
0: other contributing factors, so I think we definitely – we've brushed on thyroid, Let's but I definitely think we need to talk thyroid, thyroid and hormones as well when it yeah. comes to other metabolic contributing factors.
1: Mm, definitely.
0: Particularly for women, like obviously men too, mm-hmm. but I think this is a massive area mm-hmm. that like you just can't just push into – Calories being the forerunner no. um, of influencing weight when you're no. dealing with underlying hormonal issues, yeah. Um, and I think that will span from whether it's thyroid irregularities, so whether it's more of a hypo or a hyper, so yeah. overweight, underweight scenarios, yeah. through to like estrogen issues, estrogen increase, around the midsection being a massive one yeah. there um through to PCOS like we've got some yeah. of those big players there as yeah. far as fat distribution and can we even, and even adrenals I guess like yeah
1: adrenals are yeah. huge like if there is a low grade state of in things oh, okay like, I'm going oh off gosh. I'm going out of the sling again you guys can see Jess now like a <laughs> fearless leader man like <laughs> she's I'm not going down she's not going down <laughs> far out <laughs> <laughs> like I've got what I was saying, but if there is low-level inflammation in the body, just the impacts of that to even just a small degree on our cortisol. Like if your insulin is slightly out of whack, your insulin is not going to affect your cortisol. You these things will also impact your estrogen. Estrogen is a big one for me with women and weight loss. Yeah, like huge. I I love working with women when you get into working with estrogen and the thyroid. Like mm. if you have excess estrogen for whatever reason, whether it be, you know, environmental exposure, whether it be genetic variants or you know, phase two liver clearance problems, all of the above typically, mm-hmm. if you have excess estrogen, that is going to negatively impact your thyroid and therefore negatively impact your weight. So mm-hmm. the two go hand in hand. Like excess estrogen in a like in a roundabout kind of way does affect um the uptake of iodine. Mm-hmm. So so straight away, your thyroid's going to be affected. So you mm-hmm. can go on a calorie-controlled diet, and you can exercise, you know, your ass off. Yeah. If you've got these factors working against you, until they're dealt with, you are not going to get the weight loss exactly. results that you
0: want. And then, like conversely, right? Like, like a, really, no. I was saying um, more hypo, like hypo with oestrogen. Like yeah. we've got that classic other end of the spectrum of women with really, really low estrogen mm. who are actually, you know, classic sort of perimenopausal or menopausal yeah. who are just stacking on the weight or can't shift the weight as well because their their body is wanting to hang on to the fat because that's where their estrogen yeah, is being been stored. stored. So it doesn't want to let go of that fat mass, which makes sense. The yeah. body is trying to protect itself. Yeah. But these women are like, stripping themselves down onto these yeah. really deficient diets and flogging themselves at the gym and just wondering why they're not getting results either. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's like these hormones play this beautiful dance in the body that, um, is great when it's working effectively, but 100%. when they're not, as we've talked about in other, um, I was gonna say other mm. issues, other yeah. other episodes, yeah.
1: you know, they play a major part in yeah. what happens with our weight. Yeah. hundred percent. And even while we're on this, the subject of hormones like estrogen thyroid big ones, insulin and cortisol like my two of my other faves faves, my faves but like you can have this calorie you know restrict or calorie controlled food intake if your food is not macronutrient balanced or like macronutrient balanced metabolically work for you in terms of proteins fats and complex carbs and the synergistic like we've done our podcast on macros um in terms of energy expended but also how those macros play a role together like Mm. that will throw your insulin and cortisol out of whack. And if those guys are out of whack, you're going to struggle to lose weight as well. Like, if you are, you know, insulin, potentially insulin resistant, and this does – you can overtrain and throw your insulin Mm -hmm. out of whack. Like, these things happen. Like, you have blood sugar drops if you're not fueling properly around your exercise, if you're not getting that really nice relationship with the balance with your macros between how proteins and fats and complex carbs, you know, play a role together when they're broken down in the body together. You can throw this section out of whack, and mm-hmm. then you become, you know, like the whole insulin, insulin weight, as opposed mm-hmm. to you know, I suppose, estrogenic weight can be thrown in there with that a bit. But you can definitely see people that are insulin resistant mm-hmm. that are not estrogen dominant. Like these yeah. things, all kind of happen. So. Yeah. There's just so much to do with hormones when it comes to weight loss and weight gain and yeah. or even just healthy weight management that you need to really consider. And yes, calories play a part of that, mm. but they're a part of this overall picture that mm. if you're not getting the results you want and you are on these kinds of you know calorie controlled diets, This is where you need to start digging deeper because it is a lot more complicated than a mathematical equation. Mm. It just – it honestly is. It becomes a biochemical thing.
0: (laughs) It it does really show how it's a pendulum that can swing in Mm -hmm. lots of diverse ways from person to person. So if you're trying to chart it and go calories sit here for everyone – then this, then this, and mm-hmm. this, that it just can't be that way. Like you're going to have variance from person to person and some people calories are going to be actually sitting right at the bottom of the tier. They're not yep. even, you know, want, there's all these other factors that are yep. way more important before yep. you even need to think about the calories calorie part yes, of the story. Ex- exactly right. So, you know, you have to look at where things are factored in for
1: For you as an individual. I think this is the next part too. Like we're in an age now where we, it's not a heal the masses kind of um, equation to health anymore. Like we have so much information available to us now and we are only on this cusp of this exciting Burst of realizing how much our genetics, how much our bioindividuality plays mm-hmm. a role in our health, and ha- why there is not a one size fits all box yeah. for everyone's health and wellness. Because if it was that freaking simple, you and I wouldn't have a bloody job. Um, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well, we wouldn't, yeah. you know. Like we are all so unique, and what works for the person standing beside, well, what works for Jess is not going to work yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. We eat completely differently. We train completely. Di- we don't eat that differently, but mm-hmm. you know, we eat and train differently mm-hmm. because we know what works for our bodies. And if I was to probably eat and train how you what you did, it probably wouldn't work for me yeah, because we're different people, yeah, genetically different.
0: That would be an interesting experiment. We
1: swap. <laughs> I'd be like,
0: <laughs> I'd be really full, I'd on. be like, yeah, be really hungry, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I'd be starving. <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? I know, it? it's really and, fascinating. And I would have no coffee and have to live on fucking matcha. I would die. Do you
0: guys want us to do that? It'd be really, I don't know, if actually, oh, you, I love the idea of it, but it's like those, um. <laughs> tacos that they used to have where they did you see oh it was ages ago they used to get someone who interesting in regards to what we're talking about someone who was really really overweight i remember those. someone really skinny and they blocked them together mm. in a um Facility, and then they would have doctors monitor them, take all their stats, and then they'd have to eat each other's diets, like oh. swap. It was a really horrific thing to do, but imagine it was fascinating. If, imagine to if see. you and
1: I did a diet swap for a week. I know. We could keep our matcha and coffee because obviously you can't okay. drink coffee. I would vomit if I had to drink matcha. <laughs> exactly. It would be like the most vile thing I could ever put my body through. <laughs> it would
0: be really interesting to sort of, you know, show a little bit about this, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's not discuss it any further. I'm
1: actually scared as well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like Uh, I'm so attached to my breakfast. (laughs) I'm like just thinking could I eat your breakfast?
0: (laughs) So uh, what I want to do is go into which I think is kind of pulling this all together too is why calories aren't equal as well and where this whole concept that we always talk about of macronutrient balance but also the type of food that makes up macronutrient balance. So obviously a really whole food, mm-hmm. really nutritional intake of food and why that's mm-hmm. so important. And I would say, you know, the mo- really the most important aspect in regards to gaining great balance throughout the body. I mean, we yeah. obviously always come back to we are what we yes. eat. Um, and I think some of the dangerous parts around this whole calorie equation, which we're talking about before, is why You know, it's not the same to have that croissant as it is to, say, a meal that equals the same amount of calories because of how they function in the body. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's what does really freak me out when I see a lot of information out there about calories and this concept of, like, we'll just eat a Mars bar and then just skip your next meal, essentially. Mm. So, um Yeah, I think maybe it might even be easier for you guys if we talked about in regards to an example. So the way if I was to eat, say, what's an example, say like if I ate an apple and a handful of nuts or let's go – let's go with like a banana and some peanut butter. That's way more exciting, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I ate about like freaking 10 rice cakes with banana and peanut butter last night. Yeah, like I started with three and I think I worked well. Peanut butter, honey, banana on rice cakes. Was Um, that dinner in the end? It was dinner in the end. It's like, I'll just have a snack and then I'll make myself dinner. I'm like... Far oh, out! These are great. I just kept going. I was watching something on Netflix, and I was like, oh, "That's not like we're talking about calories." I'm like, but who cares?
0: But let's say something like a banana with some peanut butter. Yep versus, say, a chocolate bar, like yeah. a Cadbury's chocolate bar, or a handful of – let's talk about it. In, I'll stop changing the food in a minute, yeah, just
1: right? – <laughs> <I'll laughs> because is the, Jess isn't actually doing this because she wants to give you a good example. She's just picking what she would actually like <laughs> no, to think no, about most while she's talking. I was changing
0: because I think pure sugar. So I was thinking a the banana
1: – of peanut butter,
0: handful of lollies. Yeah. So, but they are the same amount of calories. Yep. So, you know, we're we're basically looking at them. I don't know. I can't give you sizes because I don't know off the top of my head that, what that would fit we into. Don't, we don't work in calories, but. <laughs> so, when I eat, I'm going to eat the banana and peanut butter. <laughs> Chris is going to eat
1: the lollies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks.
1: <laughs> You're so, good shit. <laughs>
0: When I eat the banana and the peanut butter, I am consuming the same amount of calories Mm -hmm. in the lollies that Carissa is eating, but I'm also consuming fiber. I'm also consuming protein, which is in the peanut butter and probably a little bit in the banana as well, just not a lot. Um, I'm also consuming a lot more vitamins and minerals. So when this- And I'm consuming shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's consuming crack. (laughs) So when my banana and peanut butter get down into my small intestinal tract, the absorption of the natural sugars that are there are going to be slowed down by the protein and the fiber. It's going to be- a slower uptake and fat, sorry, mm-hmm. also the fat that's mm-hmm. there. Um, it's going to be a slower uptake of sugar into my system. Um, it's going to be overall a, a more steady uh, intake of energy, which means I'm going to be able to use that for energy and burn it um, metabolically and mm-hmm. use that for my <laughs> <laughs> use that for my cellular energy uh, quite effectively. Um, whereas with Carissa's lollies, when she eats those and they hit her stomach and then into her small intestine, I get tract. a
1: really quick sugar spike of energy because obviously mm-hmm. we're dealing with simple sugars as opposed to, um, more, you know, complex carbohydrates that need to be broken down. Also conversely, I don't have the protein, pho- uh, <laughs> 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 protein, fat and fiber. I've just created a new word. <laughs> it's protein. <laughs> protein fat and fiber to kind of dictate how that how that sugar when it's broken down so ultimately Jess's carbs will break down to sugar as well but mine are already you know pretty much sugar in its purest form uh-huh. and I also don't have fiber protein and fat <laughs> fat and fiber and protein to kind of dictate how that sugar behaves in the uh-huh. system so from an insulin point of view, I'm going to feel completely different to Jess. And this is what I meant, I think, in my post when I said metabolically behave mm-hmm. differently. So Jess is going to get a nice kind of even, you know, keel of energy that will kick, you know, kick over and then drop off nicely mm-hmm. as that sort of wears a off. And slower demand of, slower insulin, demand of as well. insulin as well. Um, you know, more sustained release of energy as opposed to crackhead over here on the other (laughs) side of the table, me, who kind of gets a really quick, you know, sugar spike followed by I just like to call it a sugar dump but it's Mm -hmm. really just, a you know, a blood sugar drop because we've had the, you know, this insulin import just Mm -hmm. kind of surge into the system and then, you know, kind of drop quite quickly. So Jess might feel satisfied for two hours off her meal. Mm -hmm. I'll probably feel satisfied for about 30 minutes Mm -hmm. if that. Um, depending on how sensitive people are to sugar as well, mm-hmm. followed by I'm going to actually feel quite energy depleted and crap yes. and then probably need to to fill that void or sustain it with cravings for more simple sugars because yep. that's what happens when we kind of consume those kinds of foods.
0: So, so you your can, hand will
1: be in the lolly jar. My hand will be in the lolly soon. jar. Jess's will be in the peanut butter jar. <laughs> but not, so, for, not for a while. But not for a while. I'll be going. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'll be... I just thought of a cool analogy too because, you know, like our analogies. Mm. Um it's kind of like a, I'm going to talk about it from a tap point of view. So when I'm having
1: that <laughs> banana with this endo girl. <laughs>
0: let's talk about it from like a drip point of view where someone I've got a drip at the moment and it's slowly dropping in my endone and it's keeping me sustained and keeping the pain away hour after hour whereas like for Carissa that that just like turned it on way too quickly and spurted it in there and she just caught that little bit and it's like oh that'll keep me going just for this little bit and then it's just gone she's like oh give me more yeah throw it at her again
1: yeah so it's Essentially, I'm the junkie in the equation. (laughs) Jess is the functioning drug addict. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, the thing is, is that if you the point of the point of this is is that when you look at just things purely on a caloric basis Mm -hmm. that you can have a calorie controlled diet but what we really want to emphasize is that even if you are looking at your food purely from a calorie control point of view you really want to consider the the types of foods that you're consuming as well because they will behave differently their nutritional profiles are different and this really does matter which was the point of my post too when it comes to overall health and well-being which Mm -hmm. was the part that wasn't focused on yeah um it, it is like it's you know you can have two people that you know let's just say it is as simple as a mathematical equation and you have two people that really respond to a calorie controlled diet super well like they are our you know our lucky folk they can just go to the gym eat stick within a certain amount of calories be energy expenditure and they get the results that they want But again, one of them is just eating a shit calorie diet. Like, so Mm -hmm. exactly like what junkie me over here would be (laughs) having like sugar and whatever and blah, 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 V Jess, who's doing the exact same amount of calories that I am. And we're both getting the weight loss results that we want. Actually, I probably wouldn't be long term, but let's be honest. But, um, you know, but hers is consistent of whole foods and fibers and fats and macros Mm. and macro and micro minerals. And it's really nutritionally, you know, diverse and, Mm. you know, In long term, Jess is gonna survive. Like Mm. she's not gonna set herself up for these, you know, chronic health conditions Mm. and all of that stuff. Whereas me on the other hand, if I'm just living on, you know, purely a diet design around calories, not looking at the nutritional quality of Mm. it, that I'm gonna end up with insulin resistance potentially, probably, you know, hormonal complications, inflammatory conditions. So Mm. even just those two. You know, like it's it's so much more complicated. Actually, it's
0: I'm glad you brought that up because the other thing when I was looking at the studies around this and the sort of more recent stuff that I could find is that, you know, from a calorie expenditure point of view, studies show, yeah, of course if you deprive people of calories to a point there will be weight loss, but they're finding that that it doesn't really equate to, it being enough like there's questions Mm. around like it doesn't seem like it's withstanding um if it was just about calories and the percentage of people are trying these calorie restrictive diets Mm. you know we would have more of an obesity epidemic so when they look at the data on it what they're finding is that calorie restriction if it does work is obviously only working for a small amount of time because of being a set point with our metabolism and Mm. if you restrict calories your body will try and flip back to where it was before Mm. and if people are calorie restricting and doing um, adverse calorie restriction with like the the wrong types of food and not eating Mm. a whole food really um, satisfying diet Mm. then they actually end up more hungry and then overeating and then rebounding back so you know it kind of comes back to that classic thing of if you're just starving the body and you're not eating well, yes, you might initially get a little yeah. bit of a response like yeah. that person in the gym. But most of the time, their body's going to reach a point where it's screaming at them and it's yeah. just like, you know, we need more. I need more nourishment. And that was other things that they showed in the study as I thought was interesting. It was mm. like if they looked back, even over short periods of times, like the calorie intake on a day wasn't influenced by that day. It was more influenced by say, four or five days ago. So, yeah. like, if people were rest- really restrictive three or four days ago, their um, what they ate was more determined on that day by what they had depleted themselves mm. by just previously. So you can yeah. see, like, it's just like the body is just asking more and more for yeah. refueling. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, it was really fundamentally clear that the more um, crap, you <laughs> know, to be mm. simplistic, the dietary intake is around calories – the more unsuccessful weight loss is, whereas conversely, which I was just looking at just to find for you, um, I think it was, it wasn't, it was, you know, it's okay, this is seven or eight years ago, it was like 2011, they were saying a year after calorie restriction dieting, the levels of leptin, ghrelin, insulin, CCK, um, all were still different from baseline um and then they were basically said to still be favoring at that point weight gain so like they had really seen even a year afterwards a detriment that was happening to those mm. levels um of hormones to regulate our our satiety and then the other one that i thought let me just find it for you here um yeah which i thought was really cool that studies were showing that the diets um yeah that's it that they would do That were that natural food intake as far as whole foods um, versus that real restrictive diet that's Mm. coming from, let's put it, say, inverted commas, junk food, Mm. were by far having the greatest outcomes because of satiety. Number one across the board because people were eating really good whole food and creating satiety through macronutrient mm-hmm. balance and also array of vitamins, minerals, fibers, etc. Yep. That that was where the money was. That was where the results were coming. Yeah. Um, they looked at whether it be more um, you know, there was a little bit of looking at things, whether it be like a paleo or a little bit more fats and those sorts of things. But yep. overall across the arch of this, it was like a randomized, controlled study. Um you know, more than anything, that's what came out. Is yeah. just was satiety, feeling like the body had all um, of the building blocks that it needed, yeah. and it wasn't being restricted. Yeah, and Does I think th- make
1: it makes heaps yeah. of sense. And I think it's just, and obviously, even with my post, like it was the point of that as well was that if you stress the body out and restrict it and put mm-hmm. it you know the body doesn't like stress like we've talked about this so many times in podcasts whether it coming from a starvation point of view or a calorie restriction point of view and over exercising point of view a gut inflammation point of view a thyroid estrogen point of view a chronic illness point of view anything that the body sees as a stress mm-hmm. it's it's not going to function at its best mm-hmm. and you can definitely see just on that basic level of, you know, restricting food and restricting calories and doing all that in a, in a bid to lose weight, the body doesn't respond favorably. Mm-hmm. It responds to well-balanced, you know, whole foods where it's satisfied and then it chills the fuck out mm-hmm. and does what it needs to do. <laughs> exactly. So. Exactly. Mm.
0: I feel like we've covered everything that we wanted to yeah. within that. Have we missed anything? We didn't talk about
1: cancer or chronic illness oh, we and weight loss of. and stuff. We were going to touch on that too. We're so- well, I think you did mention
0: chronic, chronic illness. illness. I yes. guess that's where I sort of saw those coming into. Oh, yeah, I guess that, yeah, in relation to the weight loss side yeah. that was the other aspect, wasn't it? Mm. I guess for, the, for me besides... the obvious part of where cancer fits into that like Mm. being a chronic illness when people start talking about calories is just to highlight that there are other really extreme Mm. um scenarios where obviously the metabolism is not going to be um really that concerned about calories in calories out but the um yeah the weight loss component i thought was interesting too because you know I, i can't think of a more classic example besides what we see with people who can't lose weight in clinic to and I know I've brought this up before that classic tradey sort of um you know stereotype if you've got someone who is consuming a ridiculous amount of calories mm-hmm. from junk food on the go um and you've got that really thin disposition obviously often a male yeah. but they are just slamming through those calories like nothing yeah because they're empty well i would say empty calories they're mm. really quickly available calories like chris was talking about before but it is such a cool example of mm. how everyone's different so they're still getting those horrible insulin spikes happening but their metabolism or their basal metabolic rate and how their body responds and uses those types of Mm. um, quickly available sugars is is so different to say someone who will like turn that through and store that perhaps as fat. Mm. So these people tend to like burn it really quickly um, and not store it as fat, but they're still underlyingly having a lot of stresses on their blood sugars. But I think it's really interesting too because if you take that same person whose diet is super high calorie but devoid of, like, Mm. nutrients and fibre and all of the things we're talking about, and then you put them onto a diet that is often lower calorie but more whole food and full of fibre and so forth, then they start to gain weight. So, you know, to me that debunks that whole um, calorie being the most important part of the picture again Mm. because you've actually put these people on a lower calorie diet and they're gaining gaining weight. weight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I kind of – I really – I really love that as an an example.
1: Yeah, Um, on the flip side of the spectrum too because we do see so many people that want to gain weight. Like I've got so many girls that want to gain weight and they are eating enough food. And they're not even exercising a lot of the times because they don't want to exercise in terms of their energy mm. expenditure. And so theoretically and mathematically, they should be gaining weight. So it's, yeah. sorry, it's the exact tradie scenario that you were yeah. just talking about, but they've yeah. obviously got thyroid stuff and yeah. stress stuff and anxiety stuff. And they're yeah. just, you know, that's the flip side of the equation that we see, not as often, but it, yeah. it's definitely there. Genetics are probably another important one to mention. Yeah. Like I love getting, like obviously you'll know I love getting into that, but there's just so many genes in terms of detoxification how our body deals with insulin how yeah. our body deals with like you know all of our, our phase two you know detox pathways mm-hmm. um, our thyroid oh there's just so much in that too that you know like even if you want to take it even further than biochemistry getting to the genetics of it as well like there's so yeah. much in that now too how your body deals with fat and breaks down fat and yep. deals with you know like good fats you know there's, there's heaps in that as well like to exactly. even take it another step further again that makes you makes it so much more of an individualized approach when it comes to whatever your health goals are mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah
0: exactly yeah <laughs> Well, guys, I think we've kind of wrapped it up in a nice little bow as we wanted to. (laughs) We hope that we've really given you a lot to think about on this topic. Yeah. Obviously, like everything, it's something we're super passionate about. But um, we think it's a really, really important topic and Um, something that we want you to – really think about because it's such an area that we know a lot of you can get um, overly stressed about. Yeah. Um, And as always, if you've got any questions about um, anything we've talked about, please let us know. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We
0: really love you. We always say this about sharing the podcast, but I think this is one we'd love to see you share. Um, You know, whether it's in your insta stories or in your feed or on your facebook just share it pop a little comment about what this is about like for us i think the more this sort of information gets out there the better because um you know as carissa brought up we see unfortunately the um detrimental side of Mm. um the sort of more negative self-talk around calories in the clinic so yeah um yeah, let's let's share the love, hey, and yeah, just, just spread the
1: just, I, yeah, just spread, just spread the good news. Spread, in this spread arena. the good news that there actually is so much more to the equation. So yes. yeah, I actually got a really nice comment the other day, like via um, a client through another client. Um, and This is obviously something like you'll know, obviously, from following Jess and Emma and myself and other Jess and now Sheridan as well, Mm -hmm. like, we're so, so passionate about making, you know, health and wellness for people, not about being stressful and really like, you know, honouring how complex our body is and understanding and giving it the tools to work efficiently, but just in terms of headspace around weight loss and things like that, like... Some I didn't even think about it, but it's something we just, as a given, like we don't have scales in yeah. the clinic. Um, right. And so it came through one client who had referred a friend of hers, and mm. then she's obviously here for seeing me for weight loss, and she's like she's seen dietitians, she's seen mm. doctors, she's seen, she's seen endocrinologists, and I didn't even think about it. And she, I've seen her for a few sessions. She has lost weight. We mm. haven't even weighed her. We're not doing mm. measurements. We're literally just working with diet inflammatory processes. It's mm-hmm. nothing to do with calories because that's not how we practice. But she said one of the things that she loves the most at our clinic is like we, she has not once been asked to get on the scales. Mm. And I just think that's such an important message. Like, yeah. I know I've said that in a lot of my Instagram posts. If I could do anything for women around the world, it would be get to get them to throw out their fucking scales. I <laughs> know. Like, yeah. but yeah, like just, yeah. And here's a comment we get a lot. I'd forgotten about Yeah, that. you just forget about it because yeah. it's just not how we practice. Like, yeah. we are just, obviously, we're so different in how we approach health, wellness, and weight loss or weight gain. So I think yeah. that's, Yeah anyway that was nice. That I is thought, nice yeah so just anyone out there wondering things that happen in the clinic yeah i'm not gonna weigh
0: you <laughs> exactly <laughs> not
1: what it's about
0: <laughs> and also i'm glad you i completely forgot that's something i wanted to say we do have a new practitioner with yeah. us now yeah. lovely sheridan yep. so there's a there's a good old team now yeah there's a few of us you know well i was not to say a few of us out and about well there is at the moment we've yeah. still got emma's on honeymoon still and yeah. jess is due oh, this I think week she was She's, she's due, hoping she would have the baby today. Is that right? I don't know. Well, she, I, I know think you she, and
1: Damien are hoping she doesn't because know, she's like, doing fun again. <laughs> no, she's, Dan was
0: at our place on the weekend, oh, okay, so hopefully yeah. she's <laughs> okay to have
1: it now. <laughs> she's like, "You're allowed to have your baby now, Jess." Dan with <laughs> Jess and Damien to finish with Dan. It's fine. She's due Thursday. Okay. Yeah, okay, But
0: was it? There was a. She's gonna be listening to this yeah. going, guys. It was this day, yeah, but I, I know there was a day hopeless. that she wanted to ideally have the baby on because okay. of the specific date oh
1: okay i didn't know yeah i think it
0: might be today okay. anyway i'm sure she'll let us know
1: start jumping yeah. around
0: girl. <laughs> our family is growing so there's official welcome to sheridan yeah. who's with us on saturdays and i'm sure her days will be growing yes. as this clinic continues to grow Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as always, um, any us, questions, share comments, us. <laughs> share us around, subscribe. You guys know the drill.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> We'll share some more case studies We've with you soon. We do studies. have a bit of a backlog of those now. But, yep. obviously, um, yeah. we just have to spread it around. Yep, and
1: we'll do our best to get a podcast out in fortnight again. We will. We yeah. will, we
0: will. We've kind of blocked out some time yeah. to make yeah. that happen more now. Things but are
1: just cray-cray cray here. Um yeah, extra crazy. Extra crazy. And then Jess went and bloody snapped her wrist. So. no. <laughs> and she's also high on drugs, no. Alrighty. Alrighty. Alright Thanks, guys. guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.